0: Somehow this episode has no host but all of the people we know are here. We got Nancy Grace, we got Beth Karras. we got Garbage Heraldo. Oh. Nobody told me Nancy and Heraldo were going to be here. We really should have prepped you. I hate this.
1: I hate Scott Peterson. I hate this. I yes. hate everything about it. I hate yeah. talking about him. I hate discussing it. I hate debating it. Uh-huh. I just hate it. So, well, buckle we? up
0: everybody. <laughs> this is what you signed up for. <laughs> By Patrick Hines. You guys, don't forget, before we tell you anything else, we got to remind you we got a live show Saturday, July 31st, the iconic Wilbur Theater in Boston. Yes. Tickets are almost gone. We're covering the disappearance of Maura Murray from the Oxygen.
1: With Lancy and Timmy and Maggie.
0: I like to say when we covered it originally, we were not friends with them, yes. and now we are. Yes. And, and you were saying a minute ago that, like, they're a little bit scared, which is exactly how we like them. Yeah.
1: It's, I got them right where I want them. Because uh, it's all with love. But, like, yeah. when you make an Oxygen, series I know. you would have to acknowledge like there are things that are ridiculous right
0: at one point maggie has her hair up in a bandana you think you guys aren't going to see a picture but you are
1: you are, you are. and we're going to ask her about it Yeah, we totally because i forgot are. what she said to me back four octobers ago when we did this in brooklyn so i don't know what she's well, going to say
0: we're going to talk about the a-frame house we're going to talk about butch atwood the weird bus driver we're going to find out if she's in canada and i
1: finally want answers to what did maggie and art talk about on that car ride I not much <laughs> But then after finally meeting Art, I'm yeah. like, I could be in a car with this guy for eight hours. No problem.
0: Also, join us on Patreon, you guys. Over 200 ad-free full bonus episodes to download and binge right this second. Right now, we're covering the preppy murder. Ugh. Everyone is horny for the preppy murder. Except us. Except for us. Thank God. You guys, you should hear the way they talk about this, like, objectively attractive person who killed a girl. I know. Killed a girl.
1: Raped her, killed And she's just horrible. And there's, like, connections to the Central Park Five. It's I know. It's a mess.
0: Also, if you're from New York, the Rosanna Scotto's here, and she's I, a mess.
1: Rosanna. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Scotto, pull yourself together.
0: All right, girl, I'm a little bit nervous to ask you what are we talking about today? You did this to me. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: Scott Peterson. It's the 2020 episode, one last chance, the trial of Scott Peterson, and no one's saying Lacey's name, which you know makes me crazy.
0: I know this thing has no host. I don't know how this is gonna go because I I messaged you today and be like, can we have an extra hour for notes on this? Because it feels like you have to write down everything everybody says. Because every two seconds it cuts to somebody else. Saying I was something shocked
1: new. by this because one, we've covered this case <laughs> on the Patreon for six weeks, and you're obsessed with this case. So I'm like, yeah, what yeah. are you? Don't you know this? Like the back of your hand? I guess, but I, you
0: know, I like to come prepared.
1: I know so why oh god
0: but can I just also the song that starts it I wrote what is this sexy 2020 music it sounds like a sexy cover of
1: creep by radiohead and it's not no. but there's this woman which is so like are you supposed to be
0: lacy like the
1: lyrics are no, so no, creepy no, it, it's on
0: every episode they, it's like the theme song for 2020
1: that's even worse because it's like <laughs> yeah. am I alone here I and it's supposed to say, it sounds like I don't belong here That's true from creep and so anyway that's just <laughs> That's what I got. What do you have in your first couple lines of notes? Because I'm talking about Here's what I'm gonna Radiohead. say,
0: you guys. I kept waiting for somebody to prove to me that Scott did it, and I'm not saying I'm a Scott didn't do it person, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I got some questions. I think he did it, but
1: don't ask me to prove it. Okay.
0: <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, but then are you okay with him having been on death row and now having a no, life sentence? No, it's really
1: complicated, I and I. This is why I hate it. Like I hate him. <laughs> But She's I don't, real mad uh,
0: She's starting at a 20 you but guys But I don't
1: want Like I want the justice system to work I just wish Can we have these mistakes For the people who actually didn't do it You know what I'm saying Yeah yeah yeah, yeah Like yeah, does yeah. it ever Do the fuck ups ever work in our favor no. <laughs>
2: Ever It's either someone actively framed Scott Peterson After kidnapping his 8 month pregnant wife Or he did it That's it but now, after 18 years, his sister-in-law doesn't just think he's innocent. She says she can prove it.
3: We made the decision to, to record some phone calls with Scott. That's something that you want to say. There really was nothing we, we shied away from talking about in those conversations.
4: Just how frustrated I've been when people say that I was the last one to see Macy that day.
1: Scott told me he was not married. We did have a romantic relationship.
4: As soon as Amber Fry showed up, people were like, he's guilty. He
5: is guilty. He's guilty!
6: Scott Peterson has been found guilty of first degree murder.
5: <laughs> Scott Peterson is where he deserves to be.
3: You can't just pick Scott as the default because you don't know what else it could have been.
2: It's Scott Peterson's voice, and he tells his story.
0: Well, it starts with, we meet this woman, Janie Peterson, and- Janey girl. <laughs> Look, I gotta say, I think Janie really means well.
1: Yeah, she means it.
0: Yeah. She, <laughs>
1: she means it alright.
0: Here's the thing. Janey is Scott Peterson's sister-in-law. Yeah. I'm assuming that means that she is married to Scott's brother. She is the one that is leading the charge that like the Scott is innocent charge. She's got an office with a billboard and all of the case material and all the discovery. Right. Who is she? She's married to his brother, but we never meet the brother.
1: I think she was at one time married to his brother. I don't know. I, yeah. I-, I- I'm with you on this, I don't. I don't, I don't have I the answer.
0: Have in huge letters. Who is she? Because we never see the brother. Eventually, when we see the actual moment that Scott gets convicted, Janie is there, but her husband is not. Yes. Have they all disavowed him?
1: Yes. Yeah, so here's why we're doing this one too. Because I thought that we were going to get like a bunch of new information yeah, here. Same, same. The reason we're doing this now is because the thing we covered on Patreon was super biased that Scott was innocent. So right. a, a lot of things were left out to yeah. make it look like he didn't do it. Right. Uh-huh.
0: So this, but I, I, I thought, I think that they much to this to say that he did do it. There's no new information.
1: It's just yeah. not so skewed, uh-huh. I guess, in one way or the yeah, other. Yeah, I yeah. left the other one thinking he did it, and I left this one thinking he did it.
0: <laughs> so, joke's I'm on me, I not guess. i certain. I don't know. So, we hear Scott on the phone talking to Janie, talking about hearing the verdict. Now he felt like he was falling forward. I couldn't feel
4: anything. I couldn't feel my feet on the floor. I couldn't feel the chair I was sitting in. And I just had this weird sensation that I uh, was falling forward and forward and down and there was going to be no end to this falling forward and down like there was no floor to land on.
0: I will say, if Scott Peterson didn't kill Lacey, he's still, like, the worst guy in the world. He's a
1: shitty guy. And also, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, well, then now we also have to find out who did. Right, You know? for sure. Which for I sure. want to
0: happen, by the way. Let the record show. Sure, but, like, imagine you, like, you're like you being wrongfully convicted for a murder. You know you're never getting out. Like, that's what he's explaining, like, the feeling of. Right, right, right. So, this jumps around, especially in the beginning. So, just go with us, dear listener. We're going to do our very best. So, it's December 24th, 2002, 547 p.m. We hear the 911 call that Lacey's stepdad makes. Yes. I also said, and I know we have bigger fish to fry, but I feel like the 911 lady could have been nicer.
4: Can I help you? Yes. Uh, my daughter's in this instance this morning. She saved my pregnancy took her dog for a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. The
6: dog
3: came home with a police shot. What is your name? My name is Rob. stepdad. Her husband, Scott Peterson, is on way of the park. What's
0: your daughter's name? Lacey Peterson. Is it against the rules to be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry that that happened to you"? I think it is, is it? and I think for good reason. Yeah. But <laughs> you're saying that I should not run a 911 dispatch center. I'm. That's exactly what I'm saying, yeah. because I
1: think the point is like just the facts, ma'am. To well, use that old trope, like she just... keeps
0: like cutting him off, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you could just, like his daughter's missing. It's Christmas Eve, I and know. I'm like, Brenda, if you're mad that you're working on Christmas Eve, I get it. I've been there. I've done the Christmas Eve shift. <laughs> I'm annoyed too, but just have a little kindness for the guy whose daughter's missing.
1: I I think Brenda would say, how else am I going to get the information? I need the <laughs> yeah. information, Patrick. So I'm a- I'm interrupting to get questions yeah. so that I can help this
0: person. I don't know that Brenda and I would be tight.
1: You I know don't what think I mean? so either. I don't no. think Brenda and I would be tight <laughs> either. But I do think she's just trying to do her job. Yeah,
0: it's fine. <laughs> At least I hope she's getting double time or time and a half for working on Christmas Eve. I think
1: Eve. for Christmas Eve... Yeah, Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, knows?
0: there's a lot of things I don't know in this episode. Well, the next thing I have is, oh, shit, Beth Karras is here. The story
6: of Lacey Peterson's disappearance made news soon after she disappeared. right? This is
0: Christmas Eve 2002. It became national news pretty quickly. I love Beth Karras so much. Beth Karras does not know what to wear to these interviews.
1: Yeah, she always overdresses. And, and in my mind, <laughs> yes. it's because she always has something else to do. <laughs> Yeah. I just, either she's between cocktail parties or she just left one or she's on her way to
0: one. I love her. Then I say, Beth. (laughs) <laughs> keep, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great, Beth. You're doing, you're doing, great. doing great. And oh, Ted Rollins is here, and he was a, he was a big part of the other documentary that we did. Yeah, he's a reporter. Page. He's one of the, he was like with the local TV station, so he was one of the first people to report on this case, starting like the day after Christmas that year.
1: Also, Nancy Grace is here. She
0: is real intense in this.
1: She is so. This is like I think the case that broke her because yeah. in the last thing we covered, we just, I remember all of the footage of her. being... Being very kind of calm, and then yeah. as it went on, she gets more and more what we know today. Um, right. Because I think that like Scott Peterson, like sh- just like can't compute to her. Right. But she's very different in this. Like she's intense, yeah. but she's not screaming at anybody. <laughs> and I feel like someone was like Nancy Girl <laughs> for your own image. Yeah, <laughs> can you stop like wagging your finger in people's faces yeah. and screaming at people? Totally. Um, so for whatever reason, she's on her best behavior. I don't know why. If I didn't know any better, I'd be like, I kind of like what she has to say because she says some things that are accurate. She but- does does,
0: and everybody kind of makes good points in this. All the way around on both sides. Uh-huh. Dan Abrams is also here. He's a legal analyst for ABC, and I'm just going to say this one time. He's very handsome. Okay, great. I really wish I looked like him. Okay. He's exactly the body type I want. He's like slender. He looks like he runs. I think you look great. Thank you so much. i to say you right now. Yes, because you have a body, so you can go to the beach. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. But, you know, Dan Abrams is saying that, like, Scott
2: Peterson was this good-looking, kind, young husband is about to have a baby and that's a guy a lot of people can relate to
0: then they say, eventually, they're like, the thing about Scott, he was, a, he was a fertilizer salesman that had a great job. And I went, huh, I guess that's a great job in Modesto.
1: Yeah, and they're like, he goes to cigar clubs and, and, wine, does, clubs. and wine clubs. He's a gentleman, very uh, nice
0: person. I, I'm like, I got to tell you, I used to work at a fancy steakhouse. I knew guys. like All the guys who came in there wanted to have wine lockers. What like, is a wine locker? A wine locker is a place where you can, in the restaurant, where you can store wine.
1: Oh, I, I'll do that at home, thank you. <laughs> totally. Yeah.
0: I don't want to do it. And I mean, if you spend a certain amount of money, you get like a gold name. Plate on your wine locker. Oh, man,
1: they're empty inside, huh? Not the wine locker. No. The person. <laughs> um, yeah, but people, you know, he wanted to be that rich guy with a trophy wife. Cool. Yeah. Cool, bro. Yeah.
0: So Nancy Grace is here to give us the backstory of Lacey and Scott. She says... Scott and Lacey Peterson, I mean, it's right out of... Uh, a romance novel, Nancy. Here we go. Why do you need that to be the narrative?
1: I know. You know I what know, I mean? and because we also hear from Lacey's mom, Sharon. Yeah, I love her, and she says Lacey was a typical Taurus, which I love. <laughs> yeah. And we hear the story that Lacey gave Scott her phone number, but he threw it out because oh my, he couldn't believe that yeah. Lacey, this gorgeous woman, would really be interested in him. So he threw out the number. I'm not buying that for a second.
0: I mean, I believe that Scott inside thinks he's trash because yeah. he is trash.
1: But he wants he wants to be the rich guy with a trophy wife. You call Lacey Rocha when she yeah. gives you her phone number. So I'd call I her. would. I pl- <laughs> totally call her. And you know, and then like, but Lacey came back because she just had to be with Scott. <laughs>
0: whatever (laughs) she can be an amazing woman and still have bad taste in men
1: yeah I mean look I know a lot of amazing women (laughs) with terrible taste in men
0: and so then you know we get a a moment of Scott's parents with Barbara Walters Uh and she's like describe your son gosh
4: where should I start he was a very affectionate just, just a really kind you know sweet little guy
0: never in trouble of any kind
4: he was too good to believe almost (laughs)
0: <laughs> Almost too good to believe. You're overcorrecting. This and is my When incredible. I go missing, don't do this, girl. Be like he was loud, he was annoying, he always wanted to start late. He have really we met? Cocktail. <laughs> what do you think I'm gonna say? <laughs> but you still shouldn't have killed him, right? You-
1: <laughs> I'll start with, please don't murder people. Totally. <laughs> but I will say, to be fair, he was a pain in the ass. <laughs> Loved him to the moon yeah. and back, but god yeah. damn it. I- <laughs> Also, don't kill people. Like, you still shouldn't have killed them. I'm the first one to say that.
0: Totally. But I'm
1: also the first one to say, I know, super annoying sometimes. (laughs) Always at 100, (laughs) loud. Really? You can never get a word in edgewise. That's not true. Uh, Okay. You talk
0: a lot on this podcast, actually. I
1: do. It is my job. So we, so we hear, we see all of these overcorrected. I'll get into it more later. Yeah. Sorry, I can't. I just focus. But then we go back to Sharon, who's Lacey's mom. Yeah. And she tells this story.
6: I remember the last time I saw Lacey, she and I were sitting side by side and Scott was sitting on the floor. She said the baby was kicking, so I put my hand on her stomach because I'd never felt him kick. She leaned over to me and she said, Mom, she said, Scott doesn't like to do this. She said, I asked him to, you know, feel my stomach when, when the baby kicks and he never wants to touch my stomach.
1: Sharon's like, oh, can I feel your stomach? The baby kicked. Oh wow, wow, Which wow. Which is also
0: gross. Don't touch people. But whatever. Well, she asks. I know. And she's her mother. I get it. But like, oh, if I was a pregnant woman and people wanted to touch my belly,
1: people they have to wear those shirts that say like, ask, don't touch. Oh my
0: god, don't do that. Everybody don't do What's that. wrong with everybody. Don't
1: touch people. I know. Even to don't tap them on the shoulder to get their attention. <laughs> no. If no. you think I- I'm going to reach out and touch this person yeah, and they don't, don't know do it. it, don't yeah. do it. No. Just stop yourself. <laughs>
0: So Lace, I watched you once nearly decapitate a man who you knew. Who
1: I knew. Because out of nowhere, we're in, yeah. we were in a dark bar, yeah. and this person comes in and tries to lay one right on me. I, on your cheek, on in fairness. On my cheek. You had a knife in your hand. You've, now you see, that elbow went up so I fast. Know, I, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, hi. Yeah,
0: don't do that, America. Oh, don't do God it. God
1: damn it. So Sharon is touching Lacey's stomach. Oh, the yeah. baby kicked. Wow, so exciting. And Lacey says, You know, Scott never wants to do this. He doesn't like feeling the baby. And And Sharon was so put off by this.
0: Yeah, Sharon had previously said when I first met Scott he was impressive he was handsome he was charming but like you can tell over time there was like (laughs) I don't think it continued I don't think the love between them continued to grow you know and so by this point Sharon hearing that Scott doesn't like to touch his wife's like body where the baby is there's a lot behind that that she's not saying.
1: Yeah, and also this was the last time she saw Lacey so what a memory to have.
0: Yeah, that's when we start to get the talking head saying it was when Lacey Peterson got pregnant that things started to change between her and Scott right Right. So we're back to December 24th, 2002, Christmas Eve, and we're told the investigation begins that day at 5 47 p.m.
1: Yeah, and so we're with Al Brocchini, who's the, the cop who gets the call. He yeah. was having the Feast of the Seven Fishes. It was <laughs> Christmas Eve. He, he was like, I got the call
0: in the middle of dinner. He does not seem like the kind of guy you take away from a meal unless it's urgent.
1: Like fish number two. Totally. Out <laughs> of seven.
0: That's a lot of fish. I don't want any fish, let alone seven.
1: Yeah, but if you do it right though, because <laughs> then it's the app. Ab- it's not like seven plates of like, here's a cod here's tilapia it's not here's that here's some ale wife yeah no 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 sturgeon like no do you eat sturgeon or do you just here's a it?
0: blowfish
1: yeah no no if you do it right you have the calamari okay you have the, you right. have the clam the big clams sure why am i always hungry when we're doing this <laughs> and so we heard this other this other detective john bueller he's just like
2: the first person you focus at in a homicide investigation is the person closest to the victim and the last person to see the victim And of course, boom, boom, we got both of those with Scott. It's
1: a lot of words to say you always look at the husband. Oh,
0: my God. He probably totally did it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I
1: just saw your (laughs) face. Like, oh,
0: I saw the light bulb go off. Because I've done enough of these to know it is either the person closest to them or the last one to see them. And in this case, it is the same person. Yeah. Unless it was the robbers across the street. We'll get there. Okay. So reporter Ted is telling us that on that day, the 24th, Scott claims
4: he thought maybe he was going to play golf, but because it was rainy and cold, he decided not to play golf, but to go fishing.
0: But it was too rainy and cold for golf. So he decides he's going to get in his boat and go out on the open ocean.
1: I will never understand I it. Know. You can never explain it to me in a way that'll make sense. Because you know
0: Janie's got an answer for it. Well,
1: you know, it's perfect fishing weather. (laughs) Janie, you and I both know that we don't know what perfect fishing weather is. We both know that, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I do think that Janie and I would get along. I would love a cocktail with Janie. I'd like to pick her brain.
1: Because all she wants to do is talk about this, and all you want to do is talk about this. So I will be in the other room. I'll be two
0: bar stools Uh down. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Talking to the bartender, saying, you believe these two? (laughs)
0: And the bartender's like, wait, is that Scott Peterson's sister-in-law? And
1: then there, can you at least give me a double before you leave me for 20 minutes? So Scott is done fishing in the middle of a storm or whatever. It's raining. He's done fishing. He calls Lacey. And then we get what I call the Hey Beautiful call.
5: Hey,
4: beautiful. I won't be able to get to Villa Farms to get that basket for Papa. I was hoping you would get this message and uh, go on out there. I'll see you in a bit. We love you.
0: Bye. This, to me, is the thing that makes him look the most guilty of yeah. anything. Yeah. This is a man we know is cheating on her, mm-hmm. actively does not want to touch her body, who mm-hmm. wants to leave her. Like, and then we hear this call.
1: This is so Susan Cox Powell. This yes. is so... Shanann Watts.
0: Yes. Yeah. There's so
1: much. I mean, the Chris Watts thing to me and Scott Peterson. It's they're they're so similar. But yeah. the, the like, hey, beautiful. I yeah. just it just the sounds... way he says,
0: Papa. I know. I I'm not gonna make it to whatever to get the thing for Papa. And then he's like, all right, sweetie. Like it it does. It's too much. Nobody talks like that. No. And say it once. Say yes. one nice thing in the call. No. Don't say three.
1: <laughs> Scott, no one believes three nice things <laughs> in 30 seconds. You won't touch her stomach, <laughs> but, but you're saying three nice things in 30 oh, seconds. No. Okay. And if you really want to be nice, get the present. Right. Don't go fishing in the middle of the of a winter rainstorm. Get the present. Why are you
0: why are you asking your nine month pregnant wife to go to the fucking store? On is, Christmas Eve when right. you have plans. Yeah. You know she asked you to get that three weeks ago. Um, yeah, a million and reminded you four times. We got in trouble on the Patreon when we were like, why is she cleaning the house? She's nine and a- like she's nine months pregnant. I know. And people were very like, no, pregnant women can do that and they like to do that. Like it's fine for her to be cleaning yes. and do- if she wants to be. Sure. I'm just I want to be on record on the regular feeds. Saying I know that pregnant women are very capable.
1: Right, no, and what we we were saying it because we were so on Team Lacey. Yes. And totally. then we we corrected ourselves on the Patreon, but again, on the regular feed, all we were saying is like, Can you be nice to her for five minutes? Can you pick I know, up a broom? I we know. weren't saying that she's incapable of doing no. it. We just wanted her husband to be nice to her for five seconds. Although, That's where it was coming
0: thank from. Thank the Lord, I'm not capable of being pregnant because A, if I could have been, I would have been nine times. And B, I would not have lifted a goddamn finger. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Jillian! <laughs> Can you get my water?
1: Say no. I chose to not get pregnant for a great many reasons, and this is one of them.
0: But I'm thirsty. Okay. My ankles hurt. (laughs) Cut to me being
1: interviewed on one of these things. Pain in the ass, but you still shouldn't have killed him. Could he get up and get his own water? Absolutely he could. He's got nine kids and you killed him? It's not
0: grounds for murder. Nothing is. And so here's the thing. We learned that Scott tells the detectives.
5: I mean, Scott's telling me when I interview him, I went fishing I tried to call my wife three times. I called her cell phone, I called her house, and I'm driving home from Berkeley and she ain't answering so I'm thinking something's up. Then I get home, her car is in the driveway.
1: He just assumes that Lacey isn't home because she went over to help her mom with yeah. their Christmas Eve dinner that they're all going to have. And
0: that her mother came to pick her up. Like, this makes no... Scott, your story is full of like, holes. Like, on
1: the surface, yeah.
0: every- all of that is just weird. The detectives tell us, and Scott corroborates, like, he, like, immediately upon getting inside the house, takes all of his clothes off and puts them immediately in the washing machine.
1: Right. And, now, and, and, and we learn that he takes the clothes out of the dryer out. Yep. He didn't fold them. You yep. know he threw no. them on the and, floor. In
0: fairness, I would not have folded them either. I still don't match my own socks. <laughs> Steve has to match my socks. I don't well, like Steve cleaning. is going to
1: be interviewed on this documentary about <laughs> yeah. you too. So, be nice to Steve.
0: Steve's interview question would, would the answer would be like, I didn't kill him, but I should have. Right?
1: I, I'd be like, Steve, don't talk anymore. Totally. <laughs> don't say. I'll do it. Don't say anything. It's always the husband, right, Steve? <laughs> So just, just stop oh for a my minute God. and I'll take it.
0: Daisy knows full well what happened, but she won't tell anybody. That kid's a steel trap. Smart. I know.
1: Smart. So, yeah, he takes all his clothes off, puts them in the washing machine. Then he eats pizza and milk like a fucking six-year-old in an 80s sitcom.
0: In the shower. He's right. like, I took it with me to the shower. In
1: the sh- I, ju- I just...
0: I <laughs> just... But also, like, wouldn't you...
1: Ever... Nothing makes sense because he's so worried about her. Then yeah. he's like, I'll just have some shower pizza instead. And doesn't... <laughs> Called the in-laws yeah. that he assumed she got picked up. She didn't leave a note. Right. She didn't do anything. She just like, and the dog is running around with an Alicia. It's just like, yeah. Scott, all of it's weird. The li- oh, and then shower no. pizza and pizza and milk we're he, not even getting
0: into. He probably killed her. Yeah, I know. But maybe it was the robbers across the street. I don't think it was the robbers across the street. <laughs> I don't think it was. Oh no! I know. It's not that I want him. Like I, I mean, I want him to have not killed her. <laughs> yeah, of you, see, you seem really upset about this. It's not. No, I just like all of these things don't make any sense. Nothing makes sense. You know. Yes. But there, there are alternate possibilities. Okay. Okay, we'll get there. Shower, <laughs> Shower pizza. pizza.
1: <laughs> that was enough. That time. was not <laughs> I planned. I, sw- I, I wish know. you could see the timestamp that actually happened. Totally.
0: And milk. So. Scott makes his way back to the kitchen. He sees there's a, a miss there's a message on their answering machine from Ron, Lacey's stepdad.
1: And he's just noticing this now because he didn't think to call anybody earlier.
0: Right. Oh God, because he probably killed her. Because he probably killed her. So then he calls the roach's house where he thinks Lacey is, and he's like, Hey, is Lacey there? And and Sharon, the mom, is like, No,
6: she's not here. And immediately he came back with saying that she was missing. And I remember feeling that just a little agitated about that word, the word that he used, missing. I was like, how can you be missing? She's not missing.
1: Because the word missing yeah. is a pretty heavy word. And yeah. probably for not- For Christmas Eve. For Christmas Eve. And probably not a word I'd use if I wasn't worried or if I didn't know what happened. Yeah. Or I don't know if I would say Mike's missing.
0: With a mouth full of shower pizza? And milk. Oh. <laughs> you know it's whole milk, too. I, oh.
1: You know it is. Oh, my God. Straight from the carton. I'll you
0: I cannot handle that. Monster. So Sharon tells Scott, go to the park to look for her. I'll meet you there. Sharon is like, we were looking in trash cans. I was like, Sharon, that escalated really fast. It right. went from she's missing to she's dead in a trash can.
1: Or it went from like, have you seen Lacey? Right. Is she with you? <laughs> to she's missing. Dead to to Sharon can. saying one of the most heartbreaking things yeah. ever where she's like, There's
6: nothing worse than living up a trash can looking for your child. To see if her body is in a trash can. But I remember doing that. When it's happening to somebody else, you think that's a horrible thing to happen to those people. And you think that you can imagine how they feel. You don't. You have no idea what it's like.
1: I'll never get over it. You'll never know what it's uh-huh. like. So stop trying. Here's stop. fucking hoping, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Yeah,
0: So the So, you know, the detectives are called in and they're saying there's no evidence of a struggle. They fingerprinted the house. There was no fingerprints in the house that weren't supposed to be there. Nothing was missing from the house. Mm-hmm. Nancy Grace is here to make some fucking sense. And look- I'm on the record about Nancy Grace, I, right? Totally not a fan. I think she's fan. super problematic. She we just... literally have walked out of rooms she's walked into. Exactly. I wasn't kidding when I said that. <laughs> right.
1: um, I think she does so much more harm. I think she could do so much better. But anyway, she has a couple sound bites in this where I'm like, Nancy, god damn well, it.
0: Nancy has really thought about this. In fairness, I believe Nancy really fucking cares. Like, yes. I will say I think that she's a sensationalist. I think that like she does try to say things to grab ratings or whatever. I do think she really cares.
3: Right. Because here she's like, what scenario? does that leave? An unknown assailant grabs her in a park where there are other people and spirits her away. Typically, that is not how an unknown assailant murder occurs. The murder goes down, the body's left on the scene, and bam, the killer's gone.
0: Okay? The theory that's left here is that somebody grabbed her from the park. Right. Where she was walking the dog, that's why Mackenzie's home without the leash. Right. And now, Nancy is saying, here's why that doesn't work.
1: Right. So, she's like, with unknown assailants, they grab her. They kill her, they leave the body, and then the killer's gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And
0: she looks she looks right at us and she goes, Okay. I mean, the way she says, OK, raised the hairs on my neck. Yeah, OK. Like, you're following, <laughs> right? Like she, she looks like she's mad at the producer. She's
1: looking at you saying, <laughs> OK, <laughs> how innocent is he? you don't
0: take that fucking tone with I me, know. OK?
1: But she's right. I know, like, she the, right. She says things here that make sense, and you know that really fucks me up.
0: And so she says, obviously, that's not what happened. So, of course, the police start looking at Scott. Of course <laughs> they do. And
2: then we get one of the cops who's like, Well, I suspected Scott when I first met him. Uh, didn't mean he did it. But I was a little bit thrown off by his calm,
0: cool demeanor.
1: Oh, I suspected Scott the second I met him. (laughs) I know. He was way too calm, way too trying to be suave, didn't like the guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they say, though we suspected him, like, on Christmas Eve, he was very cooperative.
1: Yeah. So that night, they questioned him for seven hours. They're asking him about the boat, where he went fishing. There's, like, really no urgency coming from Scott.
0: And when you see him, because we, we see this, he is slouched in his chair. His hands are in his pockets. Like, he really does not look like there's much urgency. And I will just say, I'm like, maybe he's thinking the calmer I am, the faster we'll get through this. We don't know. Like, we don't know. We've said on this podcast time and again, we cannot base whether somebody is innocent are guilty based on their reaction. Yes. So we have to kind of write it off, but I agree the sense of urgency is very low, and I would think that as Scott, like why aren't you thinking that's going to piss them off? You know right. what I mean? Like they're going to think I I don't care cuz I look like I don't care. And
1: on top of that, all of that behavioral stuff aside, he also was just lying. Yeah. Because no problems in the marriage,
0: uh-huh. everything
1: was perfect.
0: I mean, which is what anybody would say. I mean, like imagine he didn't do it and he's like, "I know they're going to be looking at me like I have I'm just going to say these things and mm-hmm. hope that like nobody finds out about my hot girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, I anybody would lie. Really? Imagine if he tells these cops he's having an affair, Lacey's family is for sure going to find out about it. Yeah. And it's going to make him look more guilty. Like, if he didn't do it, it makes, in some universe, it makes sense to lie.
1: I guess. Yeah, and then you just, to them, I guess it makes more sense to cover your own ass than find your pregnant wife?
0: Well, that's the other thing. Right. I guess, no. Like, you'd yeah. rather
1: save your ass? Like, okay, I was cheating, but, like, don't you give a shit more about your pregnant wife? Uh,
0: I mean, who? he looks very guilty in this moment, and who knows what calculations he's making in his head. Maybe he's like, if I cop to the affair, then they are just going to Focus on me and I didn't do it, and they're not gonna go out and look for anybody else. I
1: think Scott Peterson is a lot of things. One of them is a fucking idiot.
0: Right, but that, like, we were having this conversation off mic, then we also have to agree that there's no way he could have committed the perfect murder.
1: I don't think it's a perfect murder at all. Yeah. But I also don't think he's doing any calculations in his head to figure out what's gonna make him look better here. I
0: mean, you know, uh, people say this word all the time. Like, maybe he's just a sociopath and just doesn't fucking care. Maybe. You know? Okay. Like I, I think he's really stupid. But I think that if he's stupid, like, why isn't there more evidence of this murder? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but there wasn't a lot of evidence with Chris Watts either. And we just, it was just all like technology stuff that we don't have here.
0: Right. You know, it's just like. I agree. I I, I totally agree. So it's December 26th. It's three days missing. Okay, this is significant. So Janie, the sister-in-law, is saying uh, right around this time, the Modesto police issued a press release that Lacey was missing. And in the press release, and we see it, the police give Scott's alibi. They
3: said that he was fishing In the San Francisco Bay Area, I was absolutely stunned that they had released Scott's alibi. And I remember thinking, you know, we don't know who has her. We don't know what their intent is. And if their intent is to harm her, they're gonna go, put her body in the bay
0: if she had been kidnapped and the kidnappers didn't know what they were going to do with her if they killed her and they put her in that waterway then it will look like he went there to dump her body right of course let me just say one thing about that that i've never considered that would be a big leap for the kidnappers because they would have to assume he didn't go with anybody else they wouldn't have known that he didn't talk to anybody that somebody didn't like they would have to assume that he did this in a way where nobody saw in his boat right
1: right And then to go to the place where the cops know he was, all eyes are on the marina. Uh Let's go dump a body there. Right. After everyone in Modesto knows where Scott says he was.
0: Right. I mean, like... Pretty high risk. Yeah, very high risk. But also, and I don't know if this comes now or later, like, Janie also says a very smart thing, which is like... So to believe that that Scott's guilty,
3: you have to believe that someone bought a brand new boat that they'd never had in the water before and then took this boat to the busiest marina on the San Francisco Bay, you know, to dump his wife's body in broad daylight. It just defies
0: Logic brought her to the busiest marina in San Francisco Bay in broad daylight to dump her where anybody could see him. That also seems like something you wouldn't do. Yeah. And remember in the other documentary, the one that we did on Patreon, where they get like the defense attorney gets the intern to take a dummy that would be the weight that Lacey was and it's and-
1: like rescue the
0: intern yeah, because he went over. The boat was sinking. Oh like they're God. trying to like dump the body off the side of the boat. The boat is literally sinking in the middle of
1: the bay. And everyone's like, What the? We're just trying to have a. <laughs> a nice chilled glass of white that's with the splashing can you keep it down over there so the police get a search warrant for his house and they get there and Scott's yeah. sitting there reading the paper and they ask him sign this to give consent
5: so we give him this form and it says I give consent for us to search all that stuff and all he has to do is sign it and we could search and he picks it up he reads it and he's like you don't expect me to sign this without a lawyer do you
1: you don't expect me to sign this without a lawyer, do you? And the thing is, like, that's a great question. That's you should... totally fair. We are podcast married. Yeah. We have lawyers look over paperwork all the time. All like, the time. If anything is put in front of you that's like, you're signing your life, you're signing yeah. money away, you're making an agreement, any, get also, a lawyer.
0: It's also like if they had asked him to take a polygraph and he said no, we cannot say that makes him look guilty. Right. You I, know I, what I mean? I, I think it's a totally valid thing to say. Yeah.
1: I'm, I I need someone to look over. Are you kidding? Right. What I don't like, however. Is
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that he's reading the paper instead of out
1: fucking combing the forest for his
0: wife? Well, that yeah.
1: I, that didn't occur to me. But he what that Scott looks right at the cop, yeah. the cop's like, Scott, really, like, can we just, like, come in and if you have nothing to hide, like, just let us, in? which is bullshit, if right. he asks for, if he wants a lawyer, he should get a lawyer to yeah. read it over. Yeah. But Scott looks right at this cop, according to the cop.
5: He looks at right at me and he's Al, where's the trust?
1: Oh, where's the trust? I know. It's smug. Yes, yes. You know, and that I don't like.
0: Ask for a lawyer all you want. I totally agree. This is where we start to have the conversation about how Scott is like completely staying out of the press. And yeah. Scott is in an interview with Diane Sawyer being like, I know that you don't see me on camera very often. I've been staying out of the press because it's my way of keeping the press coming back for more.
4: Media will put, I believe, the emotional stuff out there for a couple days and then the story will get dropped for something else. It was our thoughts that if if I was to hold back from the media, the media would continue to come because, frankly, cameras, reporters, they want something they, they can't get right away.
0: You can't give them what they want or they'll stop coming back. Scott.
1: Scott. I well, know. So This makes no sense at all. But we get like Beth Karras ta- telling us about this and Lacey's friends. Yes. This like trio of
0: friends oh my who I God. love.
1: <laughs> and they're like, yeah, they're here to tell us Scott never wanted his photo anywhere, even if it was pictures of Scott and Lacey.
0: Because they had like a they had like a call center. They had like a, a center that they rented, which was like the Find Lacey Center. Right.
1: So Irene, the friend,
0: yeah. hates Scott. <laughs> yeah. Because she does That's like a- a good reason at this point.
1: (laughs) But she does an impression of him that I love because she's like... But the way he took it down, he goes, oh... Ooh, I'm going to keep this one. Yeah. And she like whispers it and I'm yeah. like that's creepy and weird. They say he did this every day. We would put more pictures up. He'd come in, take them all down. Yeah,
0: obviously we all know why. Like he's afraid that his like picture of him and his wife is going to get out to the media and his girlfriend Amber Fry is going to find out about it, but we're not there. Yet.
1: More about that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. So, Lacey's been missing for 8 days and Scott has said 15,000 times he was at the bay. He went to the bay, he was fishing in the bay, he didn't kill Lacey because he was at the bay. So yeah. the cops are like, "So we went to the bay. We went to the bay." They searched the bay. And and all of a sudden, I'm like, pull the fuck over. Why is Geraldo here? <laughs> Nobody told me
0: Geraldo and Nancy were gonna be here. <laughs> Fucking Geraldo, god damn it. And Geraldo's like, I'm a
2: very cynical person when it comes to spousal mystery. I always
0: blame the husband. And I am almost always right. I start with the presumption that the husband did it. But there were alternative theories. There were alternate theories. that She was kidnapped by a satanic cult. Never. Across
1: that right. No. Never. <laughs> never, ever, ever happens. Never.
0: But this is where we learn about the burglary across the street. And right. this is real. Yes, I know it's real. Don't say that. Don't give me that talk. <laughs> no, that wasn't to you. That was to the universe. This burglary is real. I know. So we learn that neighbor Diane Jackson was driving down the street. And Diane Jackson is here. She's here. I'm so happy to meet you, Diane. Hi, Diane. I was
5: coming down Colvina towards... Towards the park going past Lacey on one side and uh, Medina's on the other and I just looked over and there were three guys on Medina's property the only reason it caught my eye is that they turned around and looked at me sort of made me feel a little bit uncomfortable
0: these guys were creepy they shouldn't have been there we we are going to find out the Medina's went out of town that day they went to see family in Los Angeles and she's like those guys turned and looked at me and like that's why I remember them Mm -hmm. and so reporter Ted and he goes much more into this in the six parter that we did on the Pates he's like when
4: this information came out immediately there was was a sense that okay maybe lacy who was walking the dog came across this burglary and that's what happened to her this was a viable explanation maybe she confronted the burglars something happened and they kidnapped her
0: lacy's the kind of gal that would have gone up to them and been like what the fuck are you doing and that maybe they kidnapped her because she's a witness to their crime
1: right and so the cops are like, we found these guys.
0: But I'm calling such fucking bullshit on this. Yeah, because
1: according to the cops, they spoke to these, all three of them. Yeah. They
0: found them. I guess didn't convict them for the burglary. Right, because the, they're, the cops are like, we found them. They swore that they didn't have anything to do with the kidnapping. What did you think they were, <laughs> were going to say? They were like,
1: look, we'll give all the shit back. We'll <laughs> give back the TV and the DVD player. Don't rope us into this Lacey Peterson the stuff. The
0: DVD player. That's we'll give picture. her back her password to Napster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the VHS tape. Totally, all the nine hundred two and on DVD. Like the cops ask them, "Did you kidnap that pregnant lady everyone's looking for?" They said no. That was good enough for them. A, <laughs> B, present to these guys. Right. I want to know. I want to see them. You think I'm just gonna take your fucking word for this? I am. No, I know. And one of these lawyers says eventually, like there was a felony being committed across the street at the exact time she went missing, and we think it's not connected. Yeah. I know.
1: I don't know if it's... This is why this is so frustrating. Because I can't point you to pieces. I can't point to evidence that I have. I just feel... And I'm not based on feelings. I just feel... (laughs) I'm talking myself into a hole right now.
0: (laughs) No, it's just the thing about it is that, like, if that were true, if if Scott killed her and this burglary was happening at the exact same time, Scott Peterson would be the luckiest guy in the world. And shit like that just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know? I know. I know. But I also... Think he probably killed her.
1: Right? See what I'm saying? Like that's why it's so frustrating because I'm like, okay, yeah, or I know. <laughs> I know.
0: Or. I know, I know, I
1: know! Oh, God. And now they have this 24-7 tip line, which never ends well.
0: Right, and this is where we meet more people. You guys, this is another thing that go into like crazy in that six-parter. There's all these witnesses who say that they saw Lacey walking the dog, which is what we all know. We know for sure this is what she was going out to do that morning after Scott left to go to the marina. These witnesses who saw her walking the dog after he left, and we meet them. Frank Aguilar, we meet him in the other documentary, too. Mike Chavetta, we meet him in the other documentary, too. This Mike Ch- that a guy is like, on the day after Christmas, when I, after I talked to the motorcycle policeman and gave him my statement that I had seen the dog in the park, uh, no, nothing was followed up after that. I just figured people who knew better than I and knew more about the case had pretty much made a decision that what I had to say wasn't all that relevant. The other guy, Frank Aguilar, is saying the same thing. They never called me back. And once again, we have these detectives here to say, no, 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 There was another pregnant lady walking a dog and that was her. It wasn't Lacey. To which I say, you 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 are telling me there's another pregnant lady with brown hair, exactly the same age, who wasn't just pregnant, but was eight and a half, nine months pregnant, also walking a golden retriever at the exact same time Lacey would have been? Present her. If she is real, I need to meet her. Or I need at least two other people to tell me that this is true. All right, let's find her. You know, like because the thing is, we see... So many documents, show me one document that you that you interviewed this woman. Blur, like blur her name out. I don't I need know. to know who she is. Give me some evidence that you talked to this person. It's
1: so frustrating because with this case in particular, I feel like these documentaries, these TV specials, the ABC news specials, they never really go into anything like that. Yeah. I was on the internet a lot today yeah. looking into all this and there are thi- like there are people I'm sure listening to this who are like, "I have it right here." <laughs> like, but they don't present it to
0: us here. Yeah. You
1: know? And yeah. it, it's frustrating and I think it, it's just it's doesn't like thing Net
0: lady, eight and a half months pregnant, walking a golden retriever, wearing the same outfit. Like that just doesn't make any sense. I know. I'm so. We
1: don't have time for this because we have to have to go to the vigil. I the know, vigil's I here. Yeah, Speaking of, he probably did it. Let's go to the vigil, <laughs> shall we? You guys, it the is famous, so infamous cr- vigil. Yeah. So Scott was there, but the family, the trio of friends, I love. Yeah. They didn't see him there. They're like the only thing I saw were the pictures in the media from
0: him that night. I never
1: okay. saw him. Yeah, we saw photos of him there in the paper. And Lacey's mom didn't see him, her friends didn't see him. And
0: they're all up at the stage speaking. Right. They're all up on the stage talking about Lacey her husband is there but does not speak.
1: Because it's not about us being on camera, according right. to Scott. I'm going to just hold, pull over again. <laughs> I, know. I
0: told you once, you
1: probably shouldn't have gotten back on the road. To that I say, fuck no. Yeah. I don't care. You say hi to your mother-in-law. Yes. You say hi to the, friend. you don't have to be on camera. Yeah. You don't have to make it about you. But you're all there on Christmas or whatever it is, New Year's Eve, whatever. Yeah. You say hi Hello. to the parents. I know. I know. Look, it's insane. You are,
0: you are a very polite person. And I and and I was thinking about you the other day when I was going to somebody's house and I had to quickly stop and get something. Oh, God. <laughs> was it the first time you were going there? No, oh. no. But oh. I was still going to somebody's house.
1: Well, you don't have... I mean, I'm not a, <laughs> that much of a stickler, but you go to a dinner, you I go know. to a party. No,
0: but in this instance, I 100% agree. Like, at the vigil for your missing wife slash her daughter, go fucking say hi. Like,
1: how did you not plan it together? I, right. How were you not carpooling I I there? I know, I know. It doesn't make it... Scott, you don't have to be... the face of this if you don't want to be but you have to say hi to the parents
0: but now we find out why he wasn't saying hi to the parents he was doing other stuff you guys he was on the phone with girlfriend amber fry who knows nothing about this and he's explaining to her he has his girlfriend believing that he's in paris now you guys he lives like a couple miles down the road from amber fry's house yeah lacey peterson's disappearance is all anybody in the world is fucking talking about and he thinks she doesn't know and is never going to find out
1: yeah Nancy Nancy Grace has another line here yeah. I'm sorry because she's like
3: there's a vigil going on for Lacey a candlelight vigil I, I said well where's the husband? well I'll tell you where he was he was off in the corner talking on the phone to his mistress Amber Fry and she recorded it
1: where's the husband? <laughs> and she goes she does, she's like I'll tell you where he is and she does this like arm move yeah. and she's like on the phone with his mistress <laughs> And she recorded it all. And my thing is like, I can know. we not say mistress? Because it I takes know. takes two to tango, Nance. Oh,
0: and listen, Amber has words about that later. As she should. Yeah. Stop saying mistress. She was not the mistress.
1: He was there too.
0: Right. It takes two people to have an but affair. But like, you know, she was having an affair. Exactly. So he's know? the mister, whatever yeah, it is, whatever you want to call it. Don't, yeah. don't give
1: her a name like that. No, don't do absolutely that. absolutely not. Come on.
0: So we hear the recording oh and we hear Scott at the vigil for his missing wife he probably killed, uh-huh. that he is at the Eiffel Tower
4: uh, the The
1: celebration's unreal babe (laughs) fuck you Scott the celebration is unreal if you're new to the Peterson case and what happened to Lacey Peterson the idea of like Being at the vigil. Yeah. You didn't say hi to her parents. I know. And to say the sentence, the celebration is unreal. The word celebration shouldn't even be entering your mind.
0: And you're using this noise of the grieving people around you to be stand-ins for the Parisian celebrants. Yes. Ooh. Wow. That was like an impressive
1: string of words there. I like that. Parisian celebrants.
0: And now we get a little bit of a preview of, like, Amber Fry's press conference from January 24th, 2003. We have Bigger Fisher fry, but her hair is a dream. Her hair, and and she is suffering, and she is shaking, and I love her. And this press conference makes me cry every time I watch it. But I would be remiss to say she looks like a million fucking dollars.
1: And my favorite, you know my favorite part about this press conference. She starts with, okay, first of all. Okay, first of all, I met Scott Peterson, November 20th, 2002.
0: Like, hell! Amber, I, yeah, because yeah. it takes, think about, it takes a lot for her to do what she did. Mi- I mean, oh my God. The, and she describes, like, I was, for months and months until garbage Gloria Allred came to her defense. Uh-huh. Gloria would be garbage later. She's not garbage she's, in this moment. Right. She's a single fucking mother. She's a young woman just getting started in her career. She's got a young kid. She describes her daughter as small. I can yeah. sob just saying it. Like, fucking leave this woman alone. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not her fault. She's doing totally the right thing where so many people would have just run and hid or been like, what can I get for this? You know, yeah. like, how can I turn this into something that makes me famous? Right. Amber calls the cops immediately. Sorry, I know we're not there yet. We're not there yet. I know. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, we'll get there. Okay.
1: So they meet November 20th, 2002, right? Yeah. So a, about a month before Lacey oh goes missing. Oh, my God. And Scott told her he was not married. She asks. She asks. I mean, smart young woman. Right. <laughs> But here's a whole shit ton of red flags for you, okay? yeah. The first night they meet up, they meet up at a hotel. Who does that if you're not married?
0: Right. Oh, my God.
1: Then Scott does something right out of the Predator playbook. Uh He finds a way to get her upstairs. Yep.
5: He's smooth, but he he gets her to go upstairs with him just for he can take a quick shower and change and then they can go to dinner. Well, upstairs is, you know, I don't know, four or five dozen roses and some chocolate strawberries and some champagne.
1: We did this in Harvey Weinstein. Right. Just get her up to the room.
0: Uh, That you weren't showered and ready to meet her? I know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Then. Again, is very polite. And and listen, (laughs) that is a step too far even for me. Right? You know what I mean? It's your first date. Yeah. You're going to take your clothes. Scott, oh my God. come
1: on. It was a lie
0: to get her upstairs. Totally.
1: Because when he gets her upstairs, again, first date, it's like roses, chocolate, champagne. This is obviously the start of an affair. Totally. Like, so clearly, it's not a first date. He's at a motel
0: with champagne. This is I an would affair. totally fall for this. I would never even think.
1: It's an affair. It's to I me know.
0: like, oh
1: my god! I'd call you while he's
0: in the shower. Like, girl, I'm in his room. There's champagne,
1: champagne and flowers. Run! <laughs> and then we get Janie I know. making me fucking crazy, making my blood boil, because she has the nerve <laughs> to look at me and
3: say, "Unfortunately, Scott." had an infidelity problem. Scott had an infidelity problem.
1: I know! Janie! I know. Call it what it is! And that, I this know. Is, this is my problem with these people. Like, with the, the parents, I'm sure you don't want to believe that your son's a murderer. Yeah. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. But... You have to be a little honest with us. You're overcompensating. So Janie should say he was a fucking scoundrel, he was a creep, he was a liar, but that doesn't make him a murderer. Yeah,
0: because she's like, he traveled and he was weak. Don't do that, Janie. Janie. Janie, I still want to have cocktails for sure. He also wasn't traveling. Right, totally. Right, he didn't meet her in Houston. He had an infidelity problem. I know, I know. Girl,
6: come
1: on. Uh, So Amber's like, have you, so you're not married now, but like, have you ever been married? Yeah. He says no. Right. And one of Amber's, Amber's friends, I don't know how, one of Amber's friends finds out that Scott is married currently to Lacey.
6: And as it turns out, Amber's friend who introduced her to Scott found out that he was married and confronted him and said, if you don't tell Amber, I will.
1: So she just walks right up to him. She's you. She's at a hundred. She's like, yeah. And she's like, you tell Amber you're married or I will. Yeah.
0: Oh, you made me sound sassy and sexy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Listeners can't see it, but I have a shoulder move happening. Okay. I'm very serious. And then Janie says another like infidelity problem esque line where she's like
3: Scott knew Amber for 16 days when he got
0: caught being married. Caught being married? Is she serious? I never know what's going to set you off, but then when I hear you say it, I'm like, girl, how did you not know that caught was coming?
1: Caught being kn- married. An infidelity problem. I, I know. I can't. So, Scott, I can't.
0: Janie, I still want cocktails, but caught being married is a stupid thing to say. Don't say that again, caught Janie. Caught being married. I know.
1: Being married. Janie, if you said he was a liar and a cheat. Yeah, and I'd, a louse. And a louse yeah. and a scoundrel. I and a, would... a,
0: a low-down, dirty scumbag. Yes, yeah. I'd
1: listen to you a little bit more. Totally. But it's yeah. hard. Infidelity problem copying being married. So, I won't do it. You didn't get back in the car, right? You stayed pulled over? Okay, great. So then Scott, quote, comes clean. Yeah. He was very emotional and said that this would be the first holidays without her. And he was crying at that point. Uh, I took it as she died. Didn't know how, if,
0: you know, an accident or cancer i had no idea she's like i just assumed she was dead it was either cancer or i didn't know i didn't want to pry too much i said amber but amber i love you so much and your hair is like my dream but you, you should pry it's okay to get all the information yeah. you but know what where I mean? is the friend i know who confronted him I because know. if i let's all right let's do
1: this let's do it i'm amber it's right Been a
0: while since you said let's do this
1: <laughs> We're just going to do it. Yeah, okay. This is going to be an extended just, episode. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So I'm with Mike, right? I'm yeah. dating Mike. Mm-hmm. You realize Mike's married. right? You go to Mike and say, you better tell her uh-huh. or I will. Uh huh. Mike says to me, guess what? This is going to be my first holiday season without my wife. Yeah. And I say, oh, what a tragedy. Right? Wouldn't I go to you yeah. and say, girl, no, 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 no. He was married, but she passed away. I would yeah. think that Amber would go to the friend and say, no, girl, it's all well, good. But
0: here's the thing, though. The friend who found out that he was married. Remember, no Facebook, no Instagram, no Twitter. So for all she knows, the wife is dead, maybe. You know what I mean? Like unless he ran unless she ran into them at a restaurant or something. Like like there's no way to look on his Facebook and see that they were just at a party yesterday or whatever. I guess so. You know?
1: I guess. And and so there's that. And we never meet the friend. So we don't know like what that dynamic was or what that conversation was with Amber and the friend.
0: And I think also things start to happen really fast. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's
1: true. Because remember Christmas Eve to New Year's Eve. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. It's
1: quick. That's a week. It's a week. (laughs) That's one week. one week. It's so great when it falls on, like, a Saturday, even though I don't go out for New Year's Eve because I think it's bullshit, but... (laughs) It's great when it falls on like oh the
0: Friday to Friday. Oh it's great. But then reporter Ted says this thing that makes me want to punch him. She was obviously
4: a girl who had been duped. She she was a girl that thought she was going to meet a nice guy and the nice guy turned out to be Scott Peterson who was a married man with a missing wife.
0: She was obviously a girl who had been duped. She's Steve? a woman Steve <laughs> Steve Amber's been dumped, Steve. She's a woman. Don't call her a fucking girl. She's I know. a fucking grown ass woman, Ted. I, know. I like you, Ted. I know. I, I liked you enough. better in the in the sex than I like you here. I know. But don't call her a fucking girl, Ted. I know. I know. Are you ready to meet Bev? Can't wait. Do you know who Bev is? Who's Bev? Okay. <laughs> What happens is Amber calls oh, the yes, Modesto yes. I, I love Bev. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you ready? Bev? Yes. Am- who's Bev? Who's Bev? Amber calls the Modesto police. A woman named Bev takes the call. Like, she
1: hangs up with her friend <laughs> who's like, girl, <laughs> yeah. that guy's on the news 24-7. Yeah. She's like, okay, great. Click. And then picks up the phone to call the cops.
0: Because this is the, what I'm saying. Amber did everything right here. Yes. Amber is just trying to do the fucking right thing. Amber Fry is a fucking saint. She's also probably terrified. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. She has a
1: little baby. I mean, this is scary. <laughs> she probably
0: doesn't have a Jillian she can call. Well, What would you do if I called you with this information?
1: Girl, we don't have time. (laughs)
0: What I would do, I could write a book. You're right, we don't have time. We don't have time. So she calls the Modesto police, Bev takes the call. One of our Bianchi, Brokini, whatever, that detective, he sees Bev scribbling furiously.
5: I'm standing behind our clerk, and she's typing, and I'm watching, and it's... Scott Peterson is my boyfriend. Uh, we've been dating exclusively. He said he wasn't married. And I'm like, Bev,
0: is is that lady on the phone? This guy, Burkini, can't handle it. Has Bev, put her on hold, takes the call in his office, and is like, don't move. I'm coming to see you. Right. Bev is for sure played by Allison Janney making a cameo role.
1: Can you stand Can- it? I know. <laughs> so good.
0: So oh good. Oh, my God.
1: So, Al, immediately. She's an under
0: five, but she still wins an Academy Award.
1: Like, yeah. seals the show. Totally. We're like, Al Burkini who? <laughs> right. Yeah. So Alicott meets with Amber, gives her a tape recorder, and says to her, like, look, yeah. it's Showtime, girl. Because he's like, if he ever calls, just push the big red button, yeah, do- take a deep breath, and act natural. They, and are, then they make it sound like he calls one minute later. Because they're, like, in the parking lot of Nobody Beats the Wiz or wherever he got this tape recorder. The phone rings. Yeah. It's Scott. Amber's like... What do I do? Uh-huh. Which anyone would say. Oh Wait, now and, I record right, it now. And
0: Amber, who is not you or me, she's not like a out loud and proud screaming crazy person. Yeah, I think she's a kind of a timid, like oh my god, terrified. She's shaking. I'm shaking. We're all shaking. I, she hits record. I
1: think most people would not be us yeah, in that right. moment, and, and we wouldn't be us. Would be us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Right.
0: So the cops like
5: phone rings, and it's Scott Peterson. I'm like, that's
0: him. <laughs> Showtime, girl. And she's standing next to the guy oh, in the... in the, <laughs> the I know. Oof. I know. Madone. Cut
1: to Nancy Grace, yeah. who looks at us in silence because she cannot handle it. <laughs> he can... She cannot yeah. handle it. She does the arm move again. She goes, he was right down the street. I know. <laughs> Where the vigil was taking place. She can't get loud. She's just... <laughs> He was right down the street.
0: I know. At the Nancy really cannot believe it. He broke her. I know, I know. Which I get, but like, don't become trash about it. So Beth Carris is here, who I kind of feel like is the anti-Nancy Grace. Sure. Because Beth is here to tell us.
6: Amber Fry was critical to the case because she provides a motive for why now? why is he killing his wife now
0: if scott killed Lacey, why is he killing her now right you know right and ted says this in the other documentary too he's like
4: instantly as soon as amber fry showed up people are like he's guilty he is guilty for me i was the opposite i thought oh my gosh this explains it this is not a killer. He's a cheater.
0: Honestly, if you go back through and look at everything under that lens, it does all fit too. Yeah, you know, I, and I, and like I can, yeah. he doesn't want to t- say anything to the cops because he doesn't want them to find out about the affair. Like that. He doesn't does want any photos sense. up so
1: that right. Amber won't see it. But then the the girl for the three girlfriends are just like, yeah, no, we call bullshit on that. Well, because,
0: because yeah. we see this interview with him and Diane Sawyer, where Diane Sawyer is well, just wants to eat him alive, and I don't mean that in a sexual. I think like Diane Sawyer fucking hates this guy, uh-huh. and it's. The the worst interview it's the worst fake crying you've ever seen yeah. scott like tells the story about when they met and how he knew he was in love because they were just together. it was it's a fake forced crying but she asks him straight up did Lacey know about the affair and he says yes and she was totally fine with it
3: do you really expect people to believe that an eight and a half month pregnant woman learns her husband has had an affair and is saintly and accommodating makes a piece with
0: it
4: well i'm yeah, I mean, you don't know. No one knows our relationship
2: but us.
0: You expect me, Diane fucking Sawyer, to believe that your nine-month pregnant wife was fine with you having a fucking affair? Yeah. Yeah. Say Scott. Here are the three best girlfriends to call bullshit on the whole thing. And
2: they're like... There's no way that Lacey knew about it and would not have told us. Not all of us, but one of us, and said, oh my God, I need to leave Scott.
0: Much less be okay. And, and be okay with it. But she would have told one of us and she would have skedaddled right the fuck out of that marriage. Right. So it's April 2003 and mm-hmm. she went missing on Christmas Eve. So it's been a couple Four months. months. Yeah. yeah. It's the second week of April and Beth Karras is telling us there was a huge storm in San Francisco.
6: The police always believed that Scott Peterson had weighted down Lacey's body with anchors that he made. But she broke free of the anchors because of the storm.
0: And her body is found not far from where Scott said he had been fishing. And then a mile away from that, they find baby Connor's body as well. Right. When the bodies come up, the cops are like, we knew we needed to find Scott immediately. Scott's at fucking San Diego.
1: Right. it's He's a flight risk, number one. And right. also 10 minutes away from Tijuana. Right.
0: So. <laughs> and then we find out at this point that the cops have put a tracker on his car.
1: And Scott is... Failing, yes. hightailing it to the border. So,
0: or is he like, so we get the, the stories here that the cops are trying to get him in San Diego. They've got like helicopters following his car. He's on the freeway going fucking crazy, driving 80 miles an hour. The helicopter loses him. <gasps> how <laughs> does know. that work? Zoe so ha- Turner would not have let that no happen. Hey, <laughs> she was on top of it. But how does the hell Do you, you yeah. have the
1: helicopter so you don't lose the guy.
0: Right, exactly. That's and how the- erratically he was driving? Yeah, he's driving like a maniac. And Janie, who's got an answer for everything. Mm-hmm says it that-
3: they were unmarked vehicles no one was attempting to pull him over. he thought he was being followed by members of the media He probably spent three and a half
0: to four hours driving around trying to shake him when he realized it was law enforcement he pulls over and he's immediately arrested at a golf course at a golf course right and they search his car and they find a lot of shit girl
1: okay Here's <laughs> what they find 15 grand in cash in cash in cash his brother's ID his brother who we think is married to Janie or was married to Janie some, and one is of the brothers not participating Yeah, camping equipment ropes yes. plural knives plural 15 pairs of shoes hiking boots a shovel some fishing poles god forbid he goes anywhere without going fucking fishing right. <laughs> and like some disguises which according to Janie is like strictly for the press
0: yeah he also had dyed his hair another color and like he says that he was literally sick and tired of being spit on by people okay. and so he was like in disguise and that like people weren't recognizing him and and like he liked that i mean that sounds like uh you're 20 minutes from the mexico border Mm
1: -hmm. the bodies were found yeah connor's body and Lacey's body and you're going golfing
0: i know there's i just yeah i mean i hadn't even really thought of it like that you're going golfing yeah
1: to get a discount that's why you have your brother's id to get a golfing discount the day the bodies are found
0: oh god so, you know, they arrest him, and they haul him downtown, and, like, we see video of this. They say there were hundreds of people yeah. surrounding the cop cars as he was pulling in. They're screaming at Like, this is a crazy scene.
1: Yeah. There's nothing—yeah, we'll get into the scene a little bit later. Yeah. Um, so, it's June 1st. The trial starts, 2004. Right. They, he's charged with capital murder, obviously. Yeah. You know, everyone was obsessed. They had a lottery to be in the courtroom. You guys,
0: this is insane. Like, they and if he gets a retrial, get ready. It's going to be even crazier. Don't go. Patrick might go to the retrial. <laughs> (laughs)
1: Uh, Welcome to a solo series of True Crime Obsessed. So do you remember Mark Garagos' lawyer? Yeah, Mark Garagos is trash. He says one of the worst things.
0: Oh God, I'm sure. Like,
1: he says a lot of bad things. But so it was such a mob scene out there. It was such a circus. And Mark Garagos, who's white, by the way, says to us, he was
2: like... There were local radio stations that had taken out billboards around the courthouse that had people
0: vote man or monster. It reminded me of something out of the Jim Crow South. Just because of the lynching mentality of- This
1: really reminded me of the Jim Crow South with like the lynching mentality of it all. And I just have, nope, nope, <gasps> nope, nope, oh nope, God. Nope. nope. Oh my God, Garagos. Oh my God. Garagos. The,
0: the, the yeah. sheer
1: privilege of it all with Scott Peterson in, at, in general. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And
1: then to say it remind the lynching mentality? Yeah. No, girl. No.
0: No, no, no. No, no, no. They no, were lynching no.
1: for, because they were black. yeah. People are, are harassing Scott because he probably killed Lacey. Correct. Two totally different things, Mark.
0: Yeah. And like, you know, they go through the trial bit of this pretty quickly. Uh, but then we meet this juror, Justin Falconer, and he's another big oh. part of the six part series because he was one of the vocal jurors in the jury room, like saying something isn't right here. And they don't say this in this episode, but he gets kicked off the jury. The other yeah. jurors like turn him in and they get him kicked off the jury. And the, and the idea is that because he was a definitely not guilty vote.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's all. All the evidence on both sides is circumstantial. It yeah. just is. And so we're getting into, like, you know, Scott Googling currents in the bay. And
0: right. He was either, like, because he was going fishing that day or because he was going to dump his wife's body. Right.
1: And I just, I don't know if I really give a shit who was Googling what. Right.
0: Because we also learned that somebody inside the house was Googling, like, right when Scott would have been leaving, was Googling, like, you know, like, sunflower umbrellas and, like, girly stuff, according to the documentary. And it could
1: have been Lacey or it could have been Scott pretending to be Lacey. Exactly. We can do this for hours. Yeah. We ha- we've been doing it yeah. for hours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back with Amber.
0: Yeah, because her testimony begins on August 10th. And this is where Amber just like again and again proves what a good fucking person she is. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to testify. She knows she's going to have to. She's a private person. And she says it wasn't about me. It was about the missing pregnant woman. And we
1: hear another phone call between Scott and Amber. Yeah. And Amber's mad because yeah. she's like, wait, because remember Scott was like, oh, my, why it's going to be my first holiday season without her before Lacey went missing. Yes. And now
0: Amber has the evidence to say, like, you said that before she actually went missing.
1: And Scott. Scott the idiot is still on the phone with yeah, Amber yeah. like thinking she's not recording it right when she is <laughs> and Amber says this has to be
6: the biggest coincidence I've ever heard of I mean are you psychic
5: I mean you predicted your wife would be missing
1: are you psychic you told me your wife goes missing and then she goes missing right. what is happening here and Scott the piece of shit just goes
2: they're different kinds of mock, Amber
1: there are different kinds of losses,
0: Amber. Yeah, he probably killed her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Scott? I, I don't like the way he talks to her a lot of the time. I don't like anything about him. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now.
1: What what the defense is saying is that Amber and the phone calls convicted Scott. Which yeah. is
0: yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, people hated Scott. Like, the whole idea was that, like, some people say he was convicted for being a fucking asshole Mm -hmm. because they didn't have enough evidence to convict him of murder. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So he's convicted, right? And there are all these, the people out, the circus outside cheering and celebrating. And
0: And it's, but this is another moment where we see Scott's family leaving the courtroom. People are saying awful things to them. and But also, we see Janie back in the day alone with Scott's parents. We don't see her husband or however she she is the sister in law of Scott. Yeah, yeah. Where the fuck is that guy? I know. And like, if he thinks Scott is guilty, I think it's worth hearing from him. I agree. I mean, I maybe totally he's just agree. like, I'm not gonna fucking do. It. But like, some on screen text goes a long way. Why is I the sister in law here, but the brother isn't? I com- or sister, we don't know.
1: I completely you know
0: I mean? agree. Yeah. And
1: so when everyone's celebrating, and it's you know, I say this all the time. Yeah. Like this is sad. Right. Like all of it's sad. Yeah. So stop celebrating. Right. You <laughs> yeah. you can yeah. you can agree with the verdict. Yes. But put your signs and balloons away.
0: But then, like, of course, now we learn that there was, like— And again, they go into this way more in the six-parter. There was, like, a lot of jury misconduct. Yeah. And especially with this one fucking woman. What was her name? Her name is Rochelle Nice. And she's, like—they call her Strawberry Shortcake. She's got red hair. And, like, look, she really cares. Like, I get that. But one of the things that, like, about this woman— A, she was an alternate. So when that guy, Justin, got kicked off because he was— Like, according to the other documentary, he was a not guilty vote, and the rest of the jury didn't want that. She gets put on the jury. But
1: they don't tell us any of that now. Right. So there are five we minutes left. We know that because we
0: watched the other, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. there are
1: five minutes left in this thing and I'm like, I thought that there was going to be some new shit. Like right. why? It's called like One Last Chance or whatever. Well, what, what is the new trial? Like what's happening? I
0: think the, the one last chance of it all is that at the end of the day, if Scott is going to get a new trial, it will be because of this jury misconduct. Yes. And what this woman
2: did... Turns out one of the jurors did not disclose that she'd actually had to get a restraining order against someone in connection with her
0: being pregnant
2: and being concerned about her baby.
0: She had a restraining order against somebody that had to do with her being pregnant, which mm-hmm. obviously she identified with Lacey. Yes. And she did not disclose that on her jury questionnaire and that would have been disqualifying. Right. And I think grounds for a new trial. Yeah, because it was so much more than that
1: and we don't get it here in this documentary yeah. and we get a little clip of her being again super smug after he's convicted and she's yeah. calling Connor little man and she's just very vocal about right. her feelings about Scott and her feelings on the case and
0: one of the things that's left out here that's in the other documentary is that like these jurors got in trouble because they were going to the bar yeah. after like the the day's proceedings and talking about the case they're not allowed to do that and they got in big fucking trouble for that and
1: also maybe conspiring like oh wait he's gonna be before the trial was over yeah. knowing how they were gonna vote exactly which is like you can't do that no He can't do that.
0: No, and so, you know, he gets the death penalty. The death penalty is eventually commuted, and now Mm -hmm. he's got life behind bars or whatever. And, you know, they say, like, if he's going to get a a new trial, it will be because of this jury misconduct. And all of his defense attorneys are like, if we have the opportunity to present all of the evidence that we have, it will be a completely different trial.
1: I'm really not being a jerk when I ask this yeah. why didn't they do that the first trial
0: I mean it's the same thing with Adnan truly like you get more evidence sometimes after the fact you know the way
1: you said it made it seem like well we had some stuff in our back pocket that we didn't get to I see I see I think
0: we know now that the cops never checked out those other witnesses who saw the lady walking the dog get that fucking lady on the stand and be like yes I was out there that day dressed up as Lacey Peterson you know I know like there's a lot of that stuff get those get those crooks the robbers from across the street get them on the stand
1: I don't know girl it feels like Chris Watts to me That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Team Amber Fry. Team Lacey.
0: Oh, you guys. we did the 2020 thing about Scott Peterson. You happy? What a roller coaster! Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, it's a mess. Everything about it is a mess. Yeah, everything about it is a mess. Mm -hmm. If he gets another trial, I will be very interested. I mean, I'll be watching it every minute of every day.
1: Yeah, I mean, what are they going to do? Because it's going to be even more of a circus than it was in 2004. Yeah. But now, because it's, like, people we need to know. Yeah. Because everyone's made it such a big deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll be very curious. You guys, I will also be curious to know if you're joining us at the live show. You better be. In, in Boston, the July 31st, Saturday night, 7 p.m., The Disappearance of Maura Murray with Maggie and Lance and Tim. It's going to be bananas. Join us on the Patreon. You guys, if you want to, go listen to the six episodes we did. It gets way more in-depth about the, what's it called? The Murder of Lacey Peterson? It's The Murder
1: of Lacey Peterson. It's admittedly very biased. Yeah. Which is why we, we did this one. But, you know, give it a listen. Yeah, it has a lot of
0: information. Yeah. Girl,
1: what are we doing next? Well, speaking of live shows, we are doing Unraveled on Discovery
0: Plus, which we did our virtual live show about. Yes. This is Billy Jensen and Alexis Linkletter. William Elizabeth, William William Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Jensen. Um, and they it's all about the Long Island serial killer. It's really good. No, it's, oh, my God. There's a lot to get into with this.
1: Yeah, and so to be clear, we're not airing our live show. We're just making no. this an episode.
0: Yeah, so if you watch the virtual live show, you still got to listen to the app because it's going to be a completely different thing. Yeah,
1: because we do things differently.
0: Yeah, every time. Yeah. That's why if you came to the Brooklyn show for more Murray, you should come back in Boston. And it's
1: also different because we don't know. Like There are things that we didn't talk about in the live totally. show that I've been dying to
0: discuss. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. All right, we love you guys. Stay tuned for the trailer for Unraveled. And then our hilarious and ridiculous outtakes Girl, I'm obsessed with you I'm obsessed with you I love doing this I hate Scott Peterson Love doing this We love you guys We love you Thank you Bye Bye
1: The Long Island
4: serial killer case Is as gruesome as they come
2: I was shocked It was just not uh, the bodies It was just how many bodies were being found To have that many victims in one area Was amazing
4: It's been more than 10 years. No one has been arrested for these heinous crimes. It's time to start asking, why? My name is Alexis Linkletter.
2: And I'm Billy Jensen. We're investigative journalists and we're from Long Island.
5: Never before has anyone investigated the investigation itself, until now.
4: A handful of people decided to make this their playground for uh, some really bad stuff that
2: they were doing.
3: The FBI had been removed by then Chief Burke.
2: Somebody was definitely watching out for him throughout his career. The district attorney himself made sure that Jimmy was well taken care of.
5: This was unprecedented within the history of the department.
2: He had a drum problem. He had a woman problem. had issues. I can't say it right
4: now because if I say it, I'm the wine of bed. My life's in danger.
1: This is the untold story of the Long Island serial killer investigation.
0: Everything you think you know is wrong. I want to know that her and Anderson Cooper had a fucking fight, like a bitch fight in the cafeteria.
1: If they didn't, (laughs) it's only because Anderson Cooper walked away.
0: Yeah, well, he for sure took the high road. You know, every time she walks into a room, he walks out. There's
1: no question about it. (laughs) Same. Anderson Cooper and I have that in common. (laughs) Um, but she wrote a book called "Don't Be a Victim." Jesus, Nancy! <laughs> Don't be a victim! Roger. How
0: dare you? I know. I could watch that YouTube video of him getting hit in the face with a chair eight hundred times. <laughs> I could watch it over and over and over again. He's just the worst. <laughs> he really is the worst.
1: And again, the worst is a tear. Yeah, like in the bus. He's just the worst. Yeah. Hey, babe. Can't why? wait, to see babe. Like. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Why can't I go to Paris, babe? <laughs> Can I come? No, you're going by yourself for New Year's Eve. Okay. I I know. Right. What happened to the champagne and the roses and the chocolate?